0: Welcome to another episode of Hidden Doors and High Scores, podcast where three dudes talk about games. I'm Austin. I'm Chris. And I'm Garrett. And here's the news.
1: Justin Wong versus Daigo. Did you guys not have phones? Yeah, you guys want have a phone, phone, right? Happy feet. 599 US dollars. So this week, I wanted to change it up a little bit because have you heard about the Unity situation going on right now? Mm -hmm. So Unity on the 12th of September announced that they were going to add a runtime fee to any games made on the Unity engine, which means anytime a game has over a certain amount of downloads, they now have to start paying Unity even more money. So this essentially we'll stop things like Xbox Game Pass and PlayStation Plus because indie games can't afford this. So people are freaking out. Developers are pissed. The CEO of Unity is John Riccatello, and he was the former CEO of EA, and he's notable for bringing loot boxes. Boom. There it is. Okay.
0: <laughs> so so predatory guy. price models is basically yep. his bailiwick. That, that's his, yeah, <laughs> that's that's his wheelhouse. <laughs> so it's so it's after a certain number of downloads like the yes. price per game goes up or something mm-hmm.
1: they have to start paying fees on each download after a certain amount and they're already having to pay a fee to use unity of course
0: of obviously course. right yeah 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 i mean i just imagine what that's going to do is push a lot of indie developers into other systems
2: mm-hmm. but
0: i wonder if this is like I mean what if you just spent the last 5 years of your life as an indie developer developing a game in Unity are you and just like <laughs> yeah are cool. you
2: boned? yeah Although I
0: guess maybe if it's a per- if you have a pretty small audience then it wouldn't affect you maybe
2: It depends on exactly what that number of downloads yeah, is exactly. right? like
0: cuz like, like a studio like Supergiant that releases a game like Hades like right. You know, they're not a big team. And then suddenly they have a smash hit. But also, if you're an indie studio and you have a smash hit, maybe you can afford it. I I don't know.
1: It says in a 12 month period has 200,000 lifetime game installs, which is not much on a successful indie game. 200,000
0: on a very successful indie game.
1: Then having a second life and putting it on one of these, like, subscription-based platforms, is it even a good idea for indie developers anymore?
0: Yeah, and also, like, things like the Epic Free Game of the Week, like, that can't yeah. be yeah, a Unity game anymore. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> like, a developer would be like, absolutely not, don't put me on there. Like, I'd love the <laughs> press, but I'm not gonna have a million people download my game and then have to pay a bunch of money. Yeah. It sounds like the era of, like free or game pass games might be severely limited yeah i mean i imagine you know triple a companies ea or you know microsoft or or blizzard are you know first of all can develop in their own engines and second of all even if they wanted to use unity like okay they just build this in this is just a budgeting expense like Mm -hmm. but yeah it just really seems like it's gonna hurt you know mid-sized developers the most because if you're a really small indie guy and you you know you're just launching your indie game, like you're probably only getting a couple thousand downloads if you're lucky. You know, there's a lot of games on Steam that are indie games that are really good that I've played. But like Cult of the Lamb 50 level reviews. games, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like Cult of yeah.
1: the Lamb is the area.
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that that mid level of popularity like really gets hurt. And mm-hmm. God, yeah, I I just don't know what Sucks. you'd do if you were if you were already in that position, like. From here on out, if you're gonna design a game, you're just like, all right, well, fuck Unity. <laughs> yeah, but that, yeah, that's exactly. the
2: other thing is that they just, did he not think of that as a consequence? Like, literally, every individual developer just says, all right, fuck you. We're no longer using your <laughs> yeah, service. Yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> wh- how is Unity gonna make any money at that point? You know what I mean? Like, they're just they're just banking on AAA studios still using still using their shit and making. But extra why? money off that? Why and driving not use away all the their own I, yeah, totally that. Like yeah they're they're just being greedy and stupid right because yeah exactly because if ea goes okay well we'll no longer use unity to develop games then then where are you making money from yeah Yeah.
1: but i will say they did come out yesterday on the 17th and apologize (laughs) half-heartedly uh and say we will we will get back to you (laughs) Nothing about changes, but we'll get back to you on changes. We see that you're mad, but we don't (laughs) want to give up the money,
0: so we'll maybe (laughs) do something.
2: (laughs) This guy just can't not do that, dude. Was he there (laughs) when fucking the pride and accomplishment bullshit, the loot box thing from EA on Reddit was the most downvoted Reddit comment in all time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: That's him. That's him. That's during that
2: Yeah. Yeah. That was a half-hearted apology. Like, we see that you're <laughs> mad, but also give money, please. Yeah, that's
0: that's a good bit of gaming news. And, uh, yeah, and fuck them. Yeah,
2: seriously. <laughs> Thanks, Garrett. Thanks, Garrett. <laughs> this week on Hidden Doors and High Scores, we're talking about Long Fallen Dynasty. Or should I say Wulong Fallen Dynasty? <laughs> you should. Which is an... ARPG kind of uh, Souls like ish? It's, it's mostly a Souls like. It's a Souls like. It's not self described as a Souls like, which I think is interesting, but anyway. It's developed by Team Ninja and published by Tecmo, and it is basically like. I, the game it feels the most like to me is Sekiro, although I've seen comparisons to, like, obviously the Souls games, because it's Souls like, and Neo is the other the other one that like kind of brings in some elements from well, yeah
0: this is a team ninja game and like they did neo and neo 2 right and this game it really feels like they took neo 2 and made a few tweaks to some things here and there and basically just plugged everything back in like the the setting and and the enemies that you fight and like the whole inventory system and weapons and armor is like very, very similar
2: to Neo. It's a little slimmed down from Neo, actually, I think. Yeah. but Because uh, Neo had a pretty complicated like inventory system, as I recall. But uh,
1: Yeah, it's much more simplified. Yeah. I mean, I said it in the notes. It looks a lot like Neo. The mechanics are a lot like Sekiro. And it's as fast-paced as Bloodborne. Where there's no blocking, it's more based on dodging and pure attacking.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. so just the gameplay, just real quick, is... The gameplay is basically just entirely combat. Like, there's a little bit of, like, exploration and traversal kind of thing. But every one of those things is to set you up for combat. Um, particularly with, like, a big boss battle kind of focus. Um, basically, like, all, all of those games that we just mentioned. Or, like, the entire point of the game is to fight the bosses. Or And there's some, there's some interesting mini-bosses in this game as well that were like added another dimension, I guess that I wasn't really expecting. but, uh yeah, like it is basically mostly just a a combat game with some movement in between does Does anyone have the story of
1: the game?
0: yeah, uh,
2: the story was inscrutable to me.
0: So it is inscrutable until I started looking things up about because, okay, this game has the subtitle Fallen Dynasty. And any of you who were uh, playing video games in like the late 90s, early 2000s, probably at some point played Dynasty Warriors, either at your friend's house or you owned it yourself, or Dynasty one of the Dynasty Warriors games. That is how I recognized a bunch of the character names from this. Um, I, you know, uh, Lu Bu and Dong Zhao and a million of these characters. Like all the names I really recognize from Dynasty Warriors, and I was like, "Are they from Dynasty Warriors?" And so that sent me down a like a Wikipedia rabbit hole. It turns out, no, all of these characters are like real people from Chinese history. Um, they're basically all part of the the Romance of the Three Kingdoms. So essentially, these like all the battles and sort of the generals and stuff, and kind of all the main players in this game are were real like important political and military figures in like 150 ad china
2: i think it starts 186 is when the game starts Mm.
0: yeah so so all of that is real and then basically the story is just like taking a bunch of those historical events and basically adding like demon magic to explain (laughs) why the bad guys are bad i guess Um, And to give you more interesting enemies to fight than just like a bunch of soldiers with swords. And so the story of the game is totally inscrutable because they just jump around. So it's just like, oh, well, there's this battle over here and like these generals are in it. And then when you finish fighting that battle and you kill the bad guy, they just like jump to another famous part of the history. But it's like totally new characters in a totally new place. And it's not really connected.
2: It's the greatest hits of, like, the end of the Han Dynasty with no context or explanation whatsoever. I mean, I'm
1: sure if you know a lot about the history, it's pretty cool. Sure. Um, Totally.
2: The Wikipedia page does say that this is actually based on a book. Uh, And so, (laughs) like, maybe if you've read that, this makes more sense. You kind of just get dropped in the middle of this plot line and it doesn't make sense yeah i mean look all
0: you need to know is you're the hero and there's evil demon shit and go kill the evil
1: demon shit right so i wish i would know whether to like the story or not but after the third time watching a cutscene after a boss fight made me crash the game and have to refight the boss that i just beat i skipped all the cutscenes and didn't Oof. get to see any of them
0: <laughs> whoa that's Oof. gnarly
1: major problems with the pc port of this game wow i didn't have any
0: like game crashes that's that's i and i looked
1: on reddit it is a common problem it's
0: yeah. that's really bad too if it crashes after a boss yeah and makes you reflect yeah. the boss that's real
2: cool. bad <laughs> yeah not great <laughs> so yeah the story's inscrutable but uh the story doesn't really matter because the game is all about the boss fights and the combat see my note from elden ring yeah yeah exactly
0: (laughs) right like the game's about the combat if you're here for the story you're here for the wrong reason right (laughs)
2: um and the combat i thought they did like man i like i honestly don't know how i feel about the combat because i thought there were some really good ideas and like the overall structure was well done but it just didn't feel great doing it And maybe that's just because I didn't really get far enough in the game to, like, switch it up that much. But, yeah, I don't know. I just was not satisfied by the combat, even though, like, in the tutorial they set it up to be really interesting.
0: Yeah, so I think they did some really good things with the combat. Like, one, um, there's a bunch of different types of weapons that you can use, and they all feel real different with their different movesets. And then each individual weapon has its own sort of special moves. Uh, I think they're called martial arts. Those are really cool um, and really keep the gameplay, the combat, interesting. I love the fact that they essentially made it so that the way you recover stamina in this game is by attacking, not by running away and standing still. Uh, that does do it, but it does it really, really slowly. Uh,
1: attacking and perfect dodging,
0: and yeah, and perfect parrying. Yeah, perfect parrying, basically. Yeah, basically, if you sit around or try and dodge enemy moves, you're gonna die. The game wants you to be in your enemy's face, slashing them, and then at the last possible second, every time deflecting their
2: attacks. I was thinking, I was thinking while doing it that like the parry dodge mechanics were basically reversed from. Elden Ring and like all the other Souls-like games <laughs> totally. were like yeah. parrying exists in those games but it's much harder and less useful than dodge rolling and in this it's the exact opposite that parrying is the thing to do and you should be doing it all the time and rolling doesn't really help you that much. Yep.
1: Yeah, that's why in a sense I said it feels like Bloodborne cuz that was the first game where you don't really get a shield. You get two weapons and a pistol and you rely on the pistol to kind of do your parries and keep attacking. This game is very aggressive, and I think it makes for a pretty fun combat system, but when it doesn't work well, it's very frustrating. I think sometimes when you're dodging, if you're not at the correct space from them, you just can't parry it. Uh, I don't know if you ran into that, Austin. Like I would have to, on certain moves, if I knew the fight well, I would see it coming, so I'd back up a few steps so I could parry it. But it seems weird that that's even a thing in the game. Huh.
0: Yeah, no, there's definitely... That's true. There's definitely moves that have very specific, like, range from the boss. Mm -hmm. And you really got to be at that place to do it. Which is... Yeah, it's a little odd. I, I didn't mind that so much. I felt like the anytime there were multiple enemies everything was a shit
2: Multi-enemy battles yeah.
0: are so bad. It's so bad. The, the game, the target lock system does not move quickly enough to like assessing who's closest to
2: you and who you want
0: to be looking at.
2: And it, it just, it doesn't work at all. There are options in the menu to change a bunch of the settings about the auto lock system and turning them on and off makes no difference whatsoever. It is mm-hmm. supposed to auto lock to a new enemy, when there's an op- there's an option to enable auto lock to a new enemy once you've defeated the one you're looking at, it doesn't do it. Huh. Like it the yeah the target lock in this game is very frustrating and it makes it makes the the multi enemy battles very terrible.
1: And a lot of time, I noticed if I had a long range weapon uh, and I was swinging it into two guys, the window of being able to hit the guy that you're not targeting was very slim like when it should have hit him it wouldn't always hit him for yeah. some reason
0: yeah the, the, now when you're one-on-one I, I thought the combat was was really fun it, now they don't explain it very well in the tutorial as to sort of how the double stamina of our system works i'm going to explain it now in case anybody at home wants to play so essentially as you are blocking hits you're Stamina bar fills up and if you block too many hits without like perfect deflecting them You'll get like staggered and you'll get the shit beat out of you and then when you land hits or when you land perfect deflects you Reduce that Stamina bar and then if you keep doing really really well, then you push it in the other direction and you build up like a almost like a combo meter And you can then use that to do your heavy attacks and they're more powerful and they do more stun damage and they're just better in every way. And that same system is also used like to cast your magic spells and for your dodges and essentially everything in the game uses that system. I actually really liked that like the magic was built into that. and instead of having a separate MP bar or a separate like number of uses per spell, if you want to build magic into your combat game, like you gotta just do good combat generally, but then you can just throw spells out in the middle of combat as much as you want, as long as you have you know you have the stamina, which I thought was good.
1: It it stops uh the cheesing magic builds that you can do in some souls games where you can right. just sit back and cast. This game you can't. You have to stay aggressive and cast, but you have to stay aggressive.
0: But right. If you're standing in the back, you'll get like two casts and your stamina bar is full. Yep. And you're like, well, can't do anything. You gotta get in there. You gotta be deflecting. You gotta be attacking. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. with melee attacks. I did like that
2: st- the stamina bar thing. The other thing I liked about combat was the the like morale rank system, Love which uh, rank. such an little, improvement. Yeah, it's just a little number over the enemy's heads that basically tells you how hard the fight is gonna be. Right, the higher the number, the the harder the fight is going to be. And
1: each level it resets it's it's a level based system and you can get it as high well the max level is 25 on each level that you can get and usually the bosses are at 20 and you can get banners to kind of lock your level at a certain place
0: so those are like the bonfires but essentially the more of them you find on a particular level the uh the higher your floor is for when you die like the stronger you resurrect essentially But yeah, it's a cool system because you essentially start every new level at zero. um, And usually the enemies near the front of the level are like level zero or level one. And if you sort of just keep following where the enemies are about your level, it'll kind of guide you through the level in a way that's intuitive and that works really well. I thought the level design was really cool because there are secrets to find. There's little like offshoots but like sometimes you'll go on an offshoot and you'll be level two and you'll see an enemy that's level 15 and you're like, no, 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 I should not be here right now. And what turns out to be the case almost every level I played was if you just followed the sort of regular enemies, once you got to about that strength, you could usually find a path further in the level that allowed you to come back and to to where that like stronger enemy was and to get the rewards there the chests and the banners and whatever's there which is really cool and there's like shortcuts kind of like dark souls where you kick down ladders or do things like that which is really nice because it allows you to do that sort of natural path fighting the enemies that are your level and then work your way back without having to like retread the whole damn level once you get there
2: yeah the game is pretty linear like the levels are are pretty well designed in that sense but like Mm -hmm. There was just enough, I think, of those like little like secret rooms to find, you know, you like, oh, like there's a building with like a partially opened door. I must be able to go in there and you like, you know, you can break the debris in front of the door or whatever to go in and you get like, I don't know. They're not great things most of the time, but it's like, you know, it's just like a little bit so that it feels like you're not just running in a straight line fighting enemies the whole time.
1: Well, and also uh, the breakup was very good. I thought the the amount of time spent fighting mobs versus boss was pretty similar level to level. You fight about 30 minutes, maybe 20 minutes of mobs, and then you get a boss fight and spend however long it takes you to kill that boss. (laughs) And it
2: wasn't like there was a ton of traversal time in between any of those fights. Like there is a little bit, but it's like it's very definitely like, okay, here's your fight. Okay, you're done. Now you get to like explore these two branching pathways. Okay, here's the, they both lead to the same place. Okay, here's the next fight. You know, there wasn't a lot of time. There wasn't a lot of downtime. There wasn't a lot of just exploring, traversing. No, at any even point. if,
0: even if there's just like a path that goes between one area, one fight and the next, like there'll be a dude or two on that path. Right. Just like individual dudes to fight. Yeah. Like they definitely keep you busy with the combat, which is good because the combat is, for the most part, I think, really good Mm -hmm. but let's let's address the elephant in the room
2: it's just not as good as sekiro right yeah it's just not (laughs) it's not as good as any other souls like that i've played frankly it's
0: so i think i like the combat system in this game better than the souls games and Elden ring i would say Uh, Uh, well Mm, for the most part uh there's definitely parts that i don't like but like that general ebb and flow of of the stamina bar i like well i i loved it in sekiro i thought it was perfect in sekiro where this game i think really mucks things up though is all just the inventory management you just get 80 new items on every level and every piece of equipment has like four different rarity levels but they're just like tiny little fucking equipment bonuses where you get plus one percent parry strength against water attacks and you're like who yeah who gives a fuck yeah like it's it's so minor and you just get all these items that are basically the same item with these tiny tiny stat differences and it all feels like none of it needs to be there like you could have just given me different a couple different types of weapons and a couple different types of armors and that's all you'd need for me to be able to make builds and instead I'm just spending all this time reading all these fucking stat lines that like
1: yeah it's just simplify it there's so many useless stat lines that no one's ever going to use over others Yeah, just simplify it and let people have there were definitely some cool ones if you want to do a very specific build but there was just so much
0: fat that needed to be trimmed
1: even on some of the skill trees there's just some
2: moves that no one's ever going to
0: Yeah, I also yeah, I thought the magic system was not very good.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Magic system doesn't feel good, especially when you first start using it. Like it kind of turns you off of using it at all. And I'm sure there's good stuff like in the late game, but all the early game spells feel like shit. And yeah, I don't know.
0: I will say, with the major exception of one of the first earth spells you can get, or wood spells you can get, is a thing that basically makes it so that when you do damage, you regain back some health. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that is That's the best amazing. spell in the game. You should get it Im- immediately because what you can do, like you don't cast it before the fight. Just like do your fight as normal. And then when you break the enemy's guard and you're going to do like the finishing move on them, you j- and they'll be staggered for like five seconds, you can just immediately cast it. And it takes like one second to cast and then do the finishing move and get half your health back.
1: Yeah. Uh. Well, so, and if you built into fire as well as me, just a little bit, it's an early spell, uh, amplify damage, which enemies do, I think it's about twice as much damage to you, and you <sighs> do twice as much damage to the enemy. Oh so you God. cast that right before the stagger. You do so much damage. It's, That's amazing. it's amazing. But then you just got to not get hit for a little bit.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I did like I did the lightning spell and you can't use it against the first boss. There's not enough time. Oh, yeah, it takes too long to cast. You can't use it. The first boss fight. feels bad, man.
1: That goes with all the martial arts moves. While they're very cool, using them in boss fights is not that practical because a lot of them take a lot of time and you just the game didn't really think about that, like or maybe they're just for the mobs, but it seems bad that you can't use them in boss fights
0: yeah yeah i mean for the most part this game very much relies on like in a boss fight your job is parry every attack your job is not to hurt the boss your job is to parry every attack the boss does and especially their big red scary attacks and if you do that a couple times you'll get to do a sweet ass stab move that does a third of their health and you do that three times and they die like that's yeah. generally how every boss fight goes i
1: i think that's a good bridge into the difficulty of the game because i think the first boss if you do not know that is incredibly difficult the one of the only bosses in the game with two phases first of all which is weird to put them right up top
0: yeah <laughs> and, well, it, it made me keep expecting two phase bosses uh-huh. from there on out <laughs> and and like it's just the they don't come <laughs> 10 hours of gameplay no double double <laughs> yeah, bosses exactly. like, oh, okay
2: I was so turned off by the first boss fight that I quit playing the game as soon as I beat it. Yeah, Uh, and I believe that. Yeah, I'm
1: sure that happened with a lot of people.
0: Just be like, tell me about that.
2: Well, as much as I like the idea of like what they did with the combat system, the stamina thing I liked and the morale thing I liked. It just didn't land for me, and I don't know what the difference between that and, like, other similar combat systems is to me. Maybe it was, like, maybe it had something to do more with, like, I don't know, camera shake, or maybe the animation or the graphics. It just didn't feel good to me. And doing, like, that boss fight is frustrating because it doesn't really explain very well, No, like... That parrying is the priority in this game. I mean, it says, like, you can do it, but it tells you that in the same tutorial system as when it teaches you how to dodge. And so, like, me being a fan of the Souls-like game and being a roly-poly my entire life, I just keep trying to dodge. And then I, after dying to the boss many times, I was like, okay, I'm just going to parry everything, but... I don't know. That just seemed kind of boring to me. It didn't seem very active. I was standing still, not using the directional buttons at all, parrying an attack and hit I was like, I was literally playing with one hand. I'd parry and yeah. then smash the attack button and then parry and then smash the attack button. And I was like, this is... It, it just bored me. It wasn't interesting. Um, and I'm sure the game gets more interesting later in the game when you get different weapons and different styles of things you can do. But boy... It, that is a real steep cliff to climb at, right at the beginning of your game. So yeah, they
1: ultimately, the beginning of the game, that is really frustrating and put such a roadblock and to block people's progression off that one guy. Now, there's a guy a few bosses later, Lubu, who is just an amped up version of that first boss where it's, you better, if you didn't understand it then, you now need to know that Perry is king above all else don't bother attacking too much just learn how to parry all of his attacks now me who built all fire build no health whatsoever would die in one hit on every one of his attacks so that i just watched austin fight it and he was wood and earth which is the pure defense yeah. And I see him taking three hits and I'm like, fuck you, Austin. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I want to be a big tank. I love being a big tank in these games.
1: Uh, but yes, I feel like that's the way to build. And later on, I realized, oh, you need to like build through all the trees. And there's definitely diminishing returns on all of the skill trees. So it's good to like kind of build them all out.
0: Which is also very much not what you're used to in a Dark Souls game. Not, like, yeah, in exactly. Souls game, you're like, I'm picking one or two mm-hmm. stats and doing everything in those. Uh, and also, yeah, in Souls game, my, I'm always
1: wired of, I don't want more health. I want more damage because that means less time in a fight, right. and less time to worry about hits and that is not the way you should be playing this game damage
0: doesn't really matter very much in this game actually i had
1: a very frustrating time my first half of playing this game and then once i realized how to build it like i didn't have a problem with any other bosses Lubu and the first boss were really my and then like maybe the final guy but the blindfolded boy but other than that (laughs) it's very frustrating
0: But yeah, I mean, I am super, super glad that I watched, Garrett, I watched you play the first boss, and I had, and I got to listen to Steve walk you through that and explain Uh what was important and how the combat really worked. And I think without that, I think without somebody saying, no, what you got to do is you got to keep pairing and you got to keep attacking until that blue bar fills up, and then you got to do your heavy attack, because that does more stagger to a stagger gauge. It's like, I mean maybe that was in the tutorial somewhere but the tutorial is such big blocks of text with like all these terms that aren't explained if i didn't have that i think i would have been right there with you guys being just like super super frustrated as it was i knew kind of what to do and also yeah you really gotta approach this game like Sekiro and not like dark souls yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, this is it's all about the parries it's and and one and doing your attacks once their stagger is broken
2: But even like, I don't know, even once I figured that out, like that's obviously that's how I beat the first boss. It still didn't, it didn't feel as good as Sekiro and I can't really put my finger on it.
0: So I'll give you a couple, I'll give you a couple reasons why I, I agree with you. One, I feel like the parry timing feels a little more wiggly in this game. I don't know how else to put that. It feels more loose and it also doesn't feel like your parries are rebuffing the enemy attacks as much as it did in Sekiro. Like in Sekiro, when you parry an attack, it really felt like you knocked the sword away or the or the tentacle or whatever it was. And in this game, it just feels like you kind of hold your sword in front of you and like some sparks fly
2: out. Sure. Yeah. Maybe it was just like the detail, like you couldn't really see anything happening when that yes,
0: happened. So I think that's a big problem. And then the other thing is the big red scary attacks in Sekiro and what made that game more interesting is there were three versions of them. There was the low, the mid, and the high. And you had to do the right parry for the type of attack it was. And that makes combat more interesting. You really have to learn and you really have to, like, you really have to engage and you really have to adapt to what the what moves they're using. Whereas in this, like, as long as you can tell, like, when their sword is going to be kind of near your body, if you press parry, you'll probably be okay. And that's just not as interesting. Yeah and it's not as satisfying and there's no sweet ass animations for the parries either like in fucking sekiro when they did like the thrust move and you just stamp on their sword and then run up it and stab them through the throat you're like fuck yeah that's amazing
2: yeah i mean yeah yes that is probably what it is i think honestly what it keeps coming back to for me is the graphics like i just don't think this game looks very good
0: it looks really not good i totally agree the skyboxes look bad the enemies are really fucking generic for the most part and the variety of enemies is not very no there's not a big variety of enemies and and just the animations for what you do basically every weapon does the same animations for your uh, not for your general attacks, but like for doing like the stagger breaks. Like, literally, even if you have like a quarter staff, if you like sneak up behind somebody,
2: yeah, normally you stab you know, you, them through the back.
0: Yeah, you stab them through the back with, <laughs> with a, a, a sword, plastic. which like makes sense. <laughs> but like with a quarter staff, that's not how you would attack an enemy. But you just step, shove a quarter staff through their back and you're like, what? That? Yeah. No. And same thing, like when you're using like a giant club the animation for like killing one of the big like tiger guys or or one of the big uh beefy guys like when you drop down on them it's basically the same as a sword you basically just like smash it down into them yeah and it's like that's it just doesn't feel it it feels like they just sort of threw it all they made a few animations and they're like good enough and it's just not as satisfying to watch and it's not as satisfying to play it doesn't feel like you're really doing the moves if that makes sense yeah one one
1: thing i do because we are kind of shitting on this game one thing i do but deservedly (laughs) so deservedly (laughs) so i do very much appreciate being able to freely change your builds and not have to do stuff to respec it's just whenever you want you can change to other builds and you can lock those builds into a set of locked builds where you can just instantly change whenever you want. So like when you get to a boss, it's like, oh, I want to do the heavy defense build. And then when I'm fighting mobs, I'm going to do my stealth bow build, which, by the way, I fully built into. It doesn't work very well. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, by the way, you can recruit two guys to go with you on every mission. They don't explain this in the game, but once you get them to level 10, they give you their set. And their set has a bonus specific to their type, which unlocks really cool builds. And it's sad that they don't say that because that's one of the coolest
0: parts of the game. So I think they do mention it in the, again. Again, Again, a
2: block of text. But yeah, (laughs) yeah, the
0: tutorial's really, really badly done. Like instead of giving you small digestible pieces of information and making you like sort of click through or like watch a little video with each of them. Instead, it's like, companions. Boom, and it just drops I don't know 500 words of text in front of you.
2: Yeah, feels and bad, man.
0: It it's just yeah, it's just poorly done. Speaking of big blocks of text that are very, very stupid. I want to talk about what happens after you kill a boss. So like you kill this boss, epic boss fight, and you finally kill him and you're like, "Yeah, feeling really good about it." And there's usually a little cutscene afterwards. And then after that cutscene, you just get like a gray fucking text box that's like rewards fucking one cavalry sword two cough drops and a vial of sneezing powder and you're like (laughs) great (laughs) fucking cool like it is so fucking anticlimactic and it is such a, a shitty way to like give rewards for a boss battle yeah and and it's just like random shit it's the same random shit you find in every chest and the enemies drop like it's not special it's not interesting well they
1: even tell you before going in the mission that's what you're gonna get and then at the end it's like well you got it (laughs) there's no like fanfare or like chance of random drops
0: i didn't even realize they they told you uh but yeah like i just like you could have just put a chest at the back of the boss arena. yeah doesn't what better way to do it i'm just saying that feels more satisfying to me as a player to like actually interact with the thing and get a thing instead of just being like here you go on a fucking text box yeah again it feels like they just tacked it on at the end because they're like oh we need to give people more rewards after the boss fight what do we
2: do yeah uh how long did it take you to beat this game garrett since i know you're the only one who did
1: I don't know, but it it was like multiple set I, I would play for like two hours a day, kill two bosses and set it down. I think it's a great game to do like that, just at your own pace. I I'm guessing ten hours, maybe ten hours, maybe twelve hours. I don't oh, think it's oh, too long. I am
0: I'm, I'm ten hours in. You're I think ten hours I think in I think it's probably twenty twenty-five.
1: I felt like it wasn't that long. Maybe maybe it's twenty. So I, I played this game on PC on the microsoft game pass and i also played it on the xbox series x because i was having so many problems playing on pc like with frame drops the game crashing on cutscenes. i'll say on the xbox series x this game runs perfectly smoothly and it's very fun to play pc not so much
0: yeah yet again another example (laughs) of a game fucking made for (laughs) consoles and shittily ported to pc we gotta stop we
2: gotta stop playing those
1: I do have to say it's so bizarre. So I, I got this on the Game Pass, and the controls on PC are PlayStation controls. What? Why? Yeah. It's triangle and
2: X and Square. What? What? I know. My freaking <laughs> PlayStation controller worked in this game. It's amazing. <laughs> but again, bad
0: tutorialing. Like the tutorial literally says like press circle yeah. to Perry, and you're on a pc and you're like yeah, yeah cool thank you <laughs> super helpful it's
2: the first time my playstation controllers worked on a game that i played on game pass
0: uh, i'm glad I you got so that happy game. about it So
2: <laughs> i was literally like loading up the game and being like ah oh, crap i gotta play kbm again like i don't want to have to buy an xbox controller just to play these games that we're getting on game pass and then i plugged it in just to see and it worked and i was so happy <laughs>
0: Well, I know we've already been talking about a few things that we don't like about this game, but do we have any uh, little little nits to pick?
2: My nit is that this game is not Sekiro. Why can't it not just be Sekiro?
0: <laughs> I think I'm literally going to go back and replay Sekiro after this. <laughs> this <laughs> I just want this a is...
2: more satisfying experience.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just it's got me the hankering for Sekiro again, because Sekiro is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. I mean, this game drove me...
1: I don't know if you saw me playing Elden Ring again, but... God, that's such a better game.
0: <laughs> Here's my knit. The way that you get tons of shit in your inventory in this game. And I don't know what the different sorts are. There's a button you can press to sort, like change the sort of the items that you're in. I have no idea what any of the sorts are. None of them are useful. <laughs> I could tell you uh, none of them, for example, organize your weapons by which one does the most damage. that might have been a useful
1: sort yeah it might have it's just by rarity that's there's there yeah there's one
0: by rarity which is like it's okay for selling shit in the shop which you have to do all the time which you have have to do all the time so that's
1: the most important one you just sell all the non-rare items and hope I, i don't know yeah yeah
0: there's too much extraneous shit in this game and not enough ways to organize it or simplify it yeah
2: uh all right should we talk about the music Let's talk about the music. Yeah, so the music in Wolong was composed by a Japanese composer named Kenichiro Suihiro. Um, This is his first video game he's ever done, although he has an extensive career in TV and film, mostly in anime, actually. Nothing that I'd ever heard of, although there's a pretty long list on his Wikipedia page. Like, he's a big enough composer to have a Wikipedia page, which is not always true of video game composers. And maybe people would recognize him. I'm not a huge anime watcher, so I didn't recognize. But uh, the music, I think, is the type of game music we've encountered sometimes where it's like, it's just there. Yeah, it doesn't really it add anything. You don't notice it very much. It's interesting to listen to on its own, I will say, which is which is more than I can say for some things that some game music. Um, just because coming from a Western perspective, the instrumentation that they use in this game is it's set in obviously like the second century AD China, and so they use you know some traditional Chinese instrumentation. It's just sounds that you don't hear in Western music. And so that to me is interesting, but I didn't notice it at all while playing the game. Uh, I only noticed it when I sat down to listen to the soundtrack in isolation, which is a thing that I do for basically every game that we cover. And so like on its own, it was fine in game. I don't know. It just doesn't, it fits the theme. It just doesn't stand out at all. The sound mixing in this game is kind of weird, too. The, uh, the audio, particularly in cutscenes, but also in just in the gameplay, like when your companions will say little lines and stuff during boss fights or whatever, is really loud compared to all of the other sound in the game. And, like, sometimes that can be a good thing. Honestly, there's a lot of times this mostly in film. But sometimes in games, I think that background music is too loud and that the audio or like the vocal needs to be a little higher in the mix. But this game is the exact opposite. It's like, especially in the cutscenes, is where I noticed that the it's just the spoken lines are way too loud. And while we're on the spoken lines, holy shit, is the voice acting bad in this game?
0: (laughs) It's some of the worst voice acting I've ever seen this was clearly
1: a
2: last second dubbed to english it be is honest. impossibly <laughs> bad the writing is terrible not the writing just like the just the people saying the line. like it sounds so stilted like they each they said every line in isolation like they just said a line cut Said a line cut Said a line cut like what the actors are like not looking at the cinematic at all like, right
0: they have it, no idea what they're saying or what it's about honestly it might it almost feels like they did it word for word like they're just like say these 150 words and we'll just we'll just put them together into the sentence <laughs> yeah,
2: pretty pretty
0: much feels like that. that um, is how completely yeah. toneless and emotionless and inappropriate every line is
2: yeah that is not the composer's fault that's the sound designer's fault but yeah. like Boy, it, that's the thing that stood out about the audio was how terrible the voice acting was. I'm Super sure bad. it's better in Japanese and Chinese and, you know, but yeah. when it was originally made, but when they translated it to English, goddamn, is it bad.
0: All right, should we move to final thoughts? Let's do it. All right, my final thoughts on this game. So everyone should know this game is on the Xbox Game Pass or Game Pass for PC. So if you already have the Game Pass, You can essentially try this game for free. Otherwise, it's a full $60 game. I don't think I can recommend this game for $60. I think if you have the Game Pass and you liked Neo, I think it is definitely worth checking out and seeing if you can, or or Sekiro, and seeing if the combat vibes with you. Because I think if you can get into the flow of the combat, it's pretty damn fun. If you have a huge Neo 2-shaped hole in your heart and nothing will fill it, I think this game will do fine for you. And you could spend $60 on it and not be sad if you're a really big Neo 2 fan. I think think we have some friends in that category.
2: One in particular. (laughs) But but
0: on the whole, this just feels like a a sadder, worse version of Sekiro or Elden Ring. um, And it just really doesn't add too much new to recommend it. Other than I hope they take that morale system and put it in other games. The story's bad, the inventory management is bad. Neither of those things are fatal, but the combat also is just uh, just doesn't feel quite as punchy as some of those other really good games. So I liked this game, but I can't really recommend it for 60 bucks. It's it's worth you know, if you get it on sale for twenty bucks, thirty bucks. I think that's perfectly fine if you like those kind of games.
1: I think if you have a Souls-like hole in your heart and you're waiting for the Elden Ring DLC to come out like me, I think this is a perfectly fine game to have to play if you have the Xbox Game Pass. I wouldn't recommend spending $60 on it, but if you already have the Xbox Game Pass, it's worth a check out. Some of the boss fights are pretty cool. I will say after I beat Lubu, which is like a mid boss, like midway through the game, it said four percent of players who have played this game have beat this boss. (laughs) So it seems like this game has a pretty steep drop off, and understandably why it's not a good PC port. If you have the Xbox Series X, this game is much more fun to play. But yeah, I can't recommend it at full price. I honestly would say try to get the Game Pass for a dollar unless you already have it for other reasons it's it's not worth the 14 dollars even
2: yeah i agree in no universe is this worth 16 dollars and i don't think i can even recommend getting the game pass just to check it out if you have a neo2 sized hole in your heart go play neo2 again if you're waiting for the elden ring dlc to come out just restart an elden ring game or play new game plus both of those things are a better use of your time than this terrible terrible game
0: (laughs) (laughs) all right well that's gonna do it for us here at hidden doors and high scores thank you so much for listening until next time i'm austin
2: i'm garrett and i'm chris you can find us at hdhs gaming on all the social media platforms check us out on twitch to see what we're playing and talking about come and join us on discord we hang out and play games there like every night and we are happy to have more gamers on the server all those links will be in the show notes for this episode lastly if you like this podcast tell a friend give us a rating both of those things really help us out and we would really appreciate it